Hi, welcome to Tag Talk. Um, it's been like two weeks, but you know what? Me and Haley and I, we went to All Out. We had to travel. And that's just how it ended up. And I did not have a voice to carry me through an hour-long episode of Tag Talk last week with everything going on. Like, Listen, listen Haley, I didn't tell you this, but that Thursday, or maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday, I don't remember, I was with a group of um, people I work with, and I could hear it in my voice still. <laughs> I could hear that I was, like, had damaged my vocal cords or whatever at All Out. It was, it was an experience. I wish someone had filmed the way when CJ Perry debuted, the way we both shot up, the only people probably in the whole arena Literally. who shot up screaming for CJ Perry. It was, listen, All Out was such a fun experience. I was so happy to be there. But anyway, I have to do the intro. Welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And this is Tag Talk, where we talk about tag team wrestling, um, which there was surprisingly a lot of this week the one week where we don't have a tag talk and we were supposed to and then we just we just didn't you know but it's fine we just couldn't it just wasn't gonna happen <laughs> but if you guys want your question your comment or your statement right on air make sure to submit a super chat and we'll read all of those and listen we have no plan for this episode apart from trying to cover every single thing that we missed and we probably aren't going to but first and foremost Haley, how do you feel about the fact that matt jackson has probably seen your tumblr posts why are you outing me <laughs> first of all <laughs> we cannot utter that man's name on the internet ever again mm -mm. um i mean there are definitely people that are way worse than me um <laughs> i I just reblog posts. That's all I do. I I don't know these other these other people. They need to lock down their blogs, delete the internet. I I don't know. I feel for them though. <laughs> Listen. So if you don't know, on being the elite this week, it opens with a shirtless Matt Jackson for no reason. Okay, <laughs> and he basically says that he knows about the posts on Tumblr. The, the Matt Jackson, the Tumblr chicks, which if you're not on Tumblr, stay away. Please. It is, it's a hellscape when it comes That's to wrestling. Tumblr is not, you do not want to go there. It's, it's either people thirsting after wrestlers, which understandable, <laughs> I get it. Or it's people saying awful, horrific things about wrestlers. Like imagine Twitter, <laughs> but 20 times worse. And yeah. like a smaller number of people who just ardently hate each other. And that's Tumblr. So the fact that Matt Jackson is on there is a little concerning for me. I want to know his thoughts on the very unhinged tags that people mm. add to their posts. Because his tags are a hellscape. <laughs> Listen, I saw some today and I sent them to you, Haley. And I won't say them on air because this video will get taken down. But I was like... Oh my god. I don't really go on Tumblr that much anymore. I kind of yeah. got into it when Twitter was crashing, and Twitter's still crashing, but it's so hard for me to keep up with every social media, so some just fall by the wayside. But wrestling Tumblr is very stressful to be a part of, and the only bright light are those tags, because I think they are absolutely hilarious. Someone will post just a random picture of a wrestler, and you go to the reblogs, and it's just the most obscene things you've ever read in your entire life. That would not fly on Twitter. <laughs> that would not fly. You would get absolutely destroyed by people on Twitter if you posted that. But Tumblr, it's a new vibe. 
Maybe it's the girlies are like, oh, Matt Jackson is such a baby girl. Like, <laughs> and some more stuff. It's probably the cleanest one that I could say. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, okay, let's round, let's just round it up. That's our Matt Jackson talk for the episode. Yeah. But I'm glad that Matt Jackson sees how much people love him and that he's, I hope it makes him feel good and not weirded out. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, but that was a nice little BTE shock. And then also mm-hmm. BTE, there was Hangman and uh, nervous mm-hmm. about his promo. And I don't know, this was a good episode of BTE. Could have used Kenny, I think. I would like to see what Kenny, because Kenny's been MIA basically since the uh, to catch the loss. Yeah. So I want to know what's going on. I'm so like invested in the, the elite story. <laughs> so Ace says, I remember wrestling Tumblr years ago. Diva stands ruled that side of Tumblr for so long. Haley knows. She knows. I do. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. I was not a diva stan. Uh, when I had Tumblr back in the day, because I made a new Tumblr when I was moving from Twitter, because my old one got deleted. But I was just really, really into like Supernatural and like social justice Tumblr and like just cringy things. Um, but not diva Tumblr, which I should have been because I love the divas era. The Diva Stan to Elite Fan Pipeline is. <laughs> Listen, can we talk about that? <laughs> can we talk about that? Because I feel like the Diva Stands, they ventured out into wrestling and they all immediately found the Elite. Mm-hmm. Like there's something, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Kenny Omega. Maybe it's Matt Jackson's girlish good looks. But there's something there. Someone needs to write a think piece on that. I'll, I'll. I'll take do it. it. I will put it on your sub stack. I will literally plug. I will do it. Okay. Okay. I'll read it. I have to sign up for your sub stack again with my new email. So <laughs> remind me to do that. Because my old email, my old email is just dead. So I don't get your things. I love that. But listen, wrestling fandom, there's there's vibes. Yes. Uh Luis says Dean Ambrose was a wrestling physical legend. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I, if you've never been on Wrestling Tumblr and you have no idea what these people are talking about, <laughs> probably don't go on Wrestling Tumblr. But also, this is the most true thing that has ever been said on Attack Talk. Dean Ambrose, there was like, I, I, I can't even get into it. Like, this video will get like taken down, will get publicly shamed. I miss the, Sh- the Shield era Tumblr. What a time to be alive. And then when the Shield reunited before yes. the Ambrose left, it was unhinged. Unhinged. You couldn't go anywhere on Tumblr without the Shield girlies being there. Even if you were looking at something else, you'd be like, oh, this reminds me of that time Seth Rollins turned on Roman Reigns or whatever. It has nothing to do with them. They were just everywhere. That is a new level of fandom. And I think it's so funny that Tumblr wrestling fandom and Twitter wrestling fandom haven't really butted heads yet like i don't think the people on twitter are fully aware of that fandom matt jackson is the one that's gonna bridge it <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. They need, we need the separate spaces because the twitter people will harass the tumblr people the tumblr people will rise up and it will just be a whole thing and i'm not ready for that yeah there's enough fighting please there's enough fighting, and I feel like there should be no more fighting. We can all live in peace and harmony in this new <laughs> AEW era. Fingers crossed. Oh, also, since me and Haley last saw you guys, CM Punk got fired. <laughs> I totally forgot about that <laughs> right now. Um, that 
that afternoon is a blank from my mind. I have not thought about her. <laughs> and just the way we found out will live rent-free in my head forever. Like, I feel like if I, you know, get dementia one day, like, that's the one thing that's going to bring me back is thinking about the day that CM Punk got fired. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I was, like, laying in bed. And, like, you're on one side of me and Mike is on the other side of me. And I just hear creak, creak, creak. And it's my sister coming in to tell us CM Punk got fired. We were asleep, guys. The one time I'm, like, 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 leaning over Kylie to talk to her sister, like, what? (laughs) And she, like, opens her eyes, like, and just stares up at me. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? This is really... I thought it was going to be, like, some Walking Dead dumb thing. I was like, okay, guys. But, anyway, CM Punk got fired. Um... I don't really want to get into the specifics of it because I think it's been beat to death and I don't really want to talk about it that much anymore. But I do think it's important to say that because I do feel like we are in sort of a new era of AEW, which started with All Out. I thought Dynamite was excellent. I thought Rampage was really good. And I thought Collision was really good. So I think this was a strong week for AEW. Um, And so let's talk about All Out. I know you guys, All Out was like a week ago, but Haley and I haven't got a chance to talk about it with you guys. And also the Bullet Club... I'm so deep into this Bullet Club thing now. I Haley, I haven't even scratched the surface with you about how invested I am in Bullet Club Gold, which is so embarrassing because I spent months hating on the guns publicly. Yeah, yes, publicly. No, not even months. Probably it. years. It's well done. I think I think I hated on the guns even back when I was at Body Slam. Yeah. Like I think I hated on the guns then. <laughs> so like years, but. <clears throat> Bullet Club Gold is a new thing for me. I'm so excited for them. I love that now that CM Punk is gone, which I don't love, but now that he's gone, I love that Bullet Club Gold is kind of going to be the prominent collision people. And I am so, so, so excited for them. I'm excited for the guns, for, you know, getting the publicity of it all, but also for Juice Robinson, for this like the career best, renaissance. The best part of Bullet Club Gold. I do not care. He adds so much to that group. He really does. Like, for he should be, you know, a comedy act with the way he behaves. He should be like embarrassed, but he, he but he's so cool and he just he's not fun. Like he's funny, but he's also kind of scary. Like if I saw Juice Robinson in public, I would kind of be scared. Well, like what was it the last the last episode we did when we talked about? Like how he looks like a feral little like dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I tweeted literally every time they do that entrance, that's all I think about. But it just it works. I don't know how, but I I'm not gonna question it because if I start to think about it, I'll find a, a reason not to like it. <laughs> <laughs> but the entrance is good, the tag team work is good, Jay White being the leader of the bullet club is good. Um I don't know, like, because in New Japan, that Bullet Club is doing some cool stuff, too. So I'm hoping maybe with Russell Dream or something, we'll have some blurring of the boundaries. Uh, Graps on tap says, the juice is well and truly loose. Facts. You guys are saying nothing but facts in the chat today, and I love it. Um, But yeah, Bullet Club Gold, I really... I wanted to start with that and say that I really, really enjoy them because I really, really do. And I think they're a highlight of the post-CM Punk era. What would make you not enjoy them? <laughs> if the guns won the AW World Tag Team Championships again? <laughs> if that happened again, I'd, I would be done. Like, I would not be able to do it anymore. Because I hated that so much. 
Yeah, that was uh, kind of a dark time, to be honest. I, I would just be re-traumatized. That was like but the AW- way they came back from that. <laughs> Listen, AW like peaks and valleys. Like peak was summer 2021, right? The guns winning the tag titles, that's the deepest valley AW's been in. And I will accept no other no other argument. That was low. That was a real low. But we've moved on from it. Now we have FTR, um, which could be another valley moving forward. No comment. But at all out, FTR Young Bucks. Uh, I have thoughts, but I've been talking a lot and I don't want to cut Haley off. So, I listen watching that match live like I had to go back and rewatch the show the other day because I knew we were gonna film tag talk because I truly do not remember it I think I blacked out <laughs> like like all I remember is like the people next to us chanting for punk and then just me like screaming and losing my voice that's literally all I remember um and then I remember the end of the match <laughs> but I I love this match so much I loved the storytelling going on between FTR and the Young Bucks, um, and just kind of the end of the match, especially between um, Nick and Dax, and how Nick knew that you know he was late to break the cover and just all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought it really added a lot to that match, but I loved it so much. I think it's interesting that AW is continuing with the FTR Young Bucks feud post All In, so like the end of the trilogy. Kind of continuing that on and they're teaming and they're like saving each other on shows which the young bucks being on collision was kind of a little delight for us me and Haley. um <laughs> yeah and i don't know the young bucks being back in the tag division is a little bit strange for me because they had been in trios for so long and even before kenny omega returned for trios last year they were kind of just there you know they weren't really doing much i mean they had the emergency put the belts on the young bucks incident with the hardies but other than that they they haven't been like the top of the division in a long 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 time and so i'm really interested to see where they go because if they're continuing with young bucks ftr i i don't know if you have room for ftr to have another feud with bullet club gold hopefully jay white and juice robinson and not the guns um, or House of Black, or any of the other tag teams that AW has. So it's going to be a little bit weird. Um, I still love FTR. I love them as the tag champs. I think that fans are still invested in it, so you should keep going with FTR. But I don't know. The Young Bucks, the elite in general, but especially the Young Bucks, are in such a weird place. I agree. Um, I don't know. I thought it was leading towards a feed with the guns the young bucks and like maybe it still is um but i don't know i'm very i'm very intrigued by their um, resurgence in the tag team division um especially because i feel like a lot of people are like well they never lose they never put anybody over but mm-hmm. i mean since they've come back they've lost a good chunk of their matches so <laughs> i don't know kenny omega's lost like six or seven paper in a row thing, like I feel like a lot of people online, especially with Kenny, are like, well, why is he losing? Blah, blah, blah. Kenny literally has nothing to prove. Like, he could lose every single match for the rest of his career and it wouldn't matter because he's Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to love him regardless. I think the Young Bucks are kind of in the same place. But I also think AEW, when it comes to the Young Bucks, has more to lose if they keep losing, if that makes sense. I feel like they 
not that they're more valuable to AEW than Kenny Omega. I think that their stock in the tag division is more valuable because of the Valley that we reached with the tag division last year. So um, I think that in that way, they're a little bit more important. It's also like Aussie open is there. And I, I think that they're probably going to do something with them in FTR, um, especially because they didn't get to do it at Wrestle Kingdom, maybe because AW has like 30 pay-per-views until the end of the year. 30 special events. Like we have Grand Slam, which is on TV, but it's basically historically has been a pay-per-view card. We have Wrestle Dream. We have full gear. And not to mention all the specials that they do in between. So that's a good place. FTR Aussie Open, if you want to do it, put it on one of those shows. I would put it on Wrestle Dream personally, but it's it is what it is. Um, but like I don't know. Do you circle back to the Young Bucks after that? Like, what do the Young Bucks do in the meantime? I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I really like being confused like that. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I, I figure a lot of people thought, like, the natural ending would be at all in, right? Um, but I kind of like that we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> because I feel like with the elite, like, elite fans especially are so used to, like picking up on every little thing and like knowing where things are going, but I kind of like being thrown for a loop sometimes. Yeah. It's a bit of like, and in my head, maybe I'm missing something, you know, maybe someone has seen something. I just haven't. We have to have a chat with Charlie. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have Charlie back on the show. Uh, We didn't have Charlie back on the show just in general because Charlie's best, but I am kind of like in a place where hangman's direction with swerve. I think that's clear. I think that feud is going to, define the new hangman uh, era i guess uh i think that hangman moving back up to the top of the card is that's what aw needs and i think aw is aware that that's what they need and swerve is a good way to get there um and the kenny omega story constantly losing being back square one where he was in aw i think that story is clear but the young bucks the aw tag division is on like the precipice of having a really great run and it all depends on how they handle ftr and lose it, who FTR loses to, how they do it, what the story is, and all of that. Because I think it's really easy to just feed FTR to Aussie Open, especially because Aussie Open has been getting over. People love the chant, uh, and they're fresh and they're new. But I also think that that would maybe be a little bit of a misstep so soon. I think you need something else in there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I don't know if you do Bullet Club Gold. I don't know, but I do think I'm really excited about AEW in this new era because these the shows this week to me felt the most AEW that a show has felt in a long time. Like AEW has had good shows um, in the last year, year and a half, like good dynamites, some good rampages, good pay per views, whatever. But like the spirit of AEW, like I tweeted, this feels like 2019 AEW in the best possible way, and it really does. So I'm excited. Well, like you said, um, I guess it really did start with All Out. Um, you know, I, I felt like a lot of people were soured uh, even before things happened about that pay-per-view. Um, like, the matches looked all right, but, like, nobody was that thrilled about it. But they ended up putting on an amazing show. Um, and it's one of my top pay-per-views of the year, to be honest, and... It's up there for one of my favorites of all time, especially that I've seen live. So 
I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting time for AW for sure. A hundred percent. And also, uh, it's kind of an interesting time for AW's women's division. And I know that there's been discourse on the women's division. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully so. I will say that. Um, and Soraya being world champion and Chris Statt and, you know, now Jade is back and all these sort of things. But we have gotten a lot of women's tag matches, women's like six women matches. Um, and it does feel like there is a substantial effort now to put more women on TV. And if to do that, it's putting them in multi-woman matches, then I'm fine with that. I think that the that format, either a tag, a six-woman, whatever it is, however many women, 50-woman tag, whatever it is, I think it's a good way to you know remind the audience of who is in the division and why they're important and why they're good and showcase them and i'm not opposed to it but i do think that the outcast story the uh the new tony storm character which is excellent and that division needs to be they need to move forward with it they need to like pull the trigger on something because we're entering the season of aw with so many big shows I and like in my head, I need to know where the women's division stands. Um, Mercedes is kind of looming; she's still injured. Is Soraya going to beat Tony Storm to get to Mercedes? Is she going to beat Mercedes to get to Tony Storm? Is Tony Storm going to beat Mercedes? Like, I need. There's so many pieces, but I don't think the puzzle fits together yet. And I'm saying that on you know after a great week of television and story advancement in the women's division, which I'm super proud of, but. I do think they're kind of circling around that issue in the outcasts. And I would like some direction. I need to be able to see where the story is going. Cause I don't see it yet. No, I agree. I, I definitely feel that the outcasts have, it's one of those stories that I feel like you're booking, like as you're going, like, <laughs> like yeah. it didn't feel like there was, it felt like there was clear direction before obviously everything with Jamie happened and, you know, they had to, do a step back and pull it back, whatever. Um, but now I'm like, where? What are we doing? Yeah. Like it's clear, it's clear the direction between uh, Saray and Tony, obviously. But like you said, um, I don't know. There's there needs to be yeah a little something more. Yeah, and it's I love seeing Emmy Sakura on TV. I love seeing Jade back. I yeah. love seeing Chris Statlander as TBS champion, getting you know some good matches. I just, it feels like they're trying to elevate everybody, which is great and important, but I don't, I don't know where people stand. Like they're all, I, I know they're there and I know they're all great and excellent because this women's division is actually super strong. Um, but with Soraya as champ, my mind immediately goes, okay, Tony's going to beat her, but yeah. they already introduced us to Mercedes. So now you have to factor in that. When is Mercedes going to be available to work a date in AW? Is she going to work a date in AW? Do I even have to think about her? Like, is this going to happen? Because she appeared and they haven't really given us any substantial insight into whether she's going to be there. Like, they don't have to tell me Mercedes will wrestle on this day against this person. But I feel like I need to know. And part of the fun is not knowing. But also it's the women's division. And I think we are owed a little bit more substance to things. Like the benefit of the doubt goes to the men's division. You don't get the benefit of the doubt with the women's division, especially this last couple of years. 
Um, so I don't know, like where obviously Soraya's story is the outcasts and, you know, Britt Baker's kind of there, but not really. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see how we go forward with this. Like Chris Statlander, her open challenges, her, you know, her longstanding feud with Jade, her longstanding feud with Ruby. I, that makes sense to me, but this Soraya, Tony storm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I just love Tony Storm. I I love this like off her rocker character that she's doing. It's so good. So good. It's the best thing in the women's division, I think. It's just it's perfect. And just combining that with juice, like <laughs> I mean so good. I think Tony Storm is doing her best work yet. In AW and possibly, you know. The entire time I've watched her, I think this is the most I've liked her. Yeah. Um, and I'm ex- I don't know. I think that they'll probably keep doing these uh, outcast tag matches, um, and I think probably Tony Storm will become a babyface, a legendary babyface in the women's division, and people will root for her endlessly. Um, I just hope it happens soon because tiptoeing. And sort of taking our time isn't getting us anywhere. Uh, Bigman Dog says, yeah, a big issue with the women's division is that they don't really have mid-carters and main eventers. Too many are sort of on the same level. I definitely agree. I think they have Britt, Soraya, and Tony Storm. And those are like the three that they would highlight and say these are like our top women. And then you have like you have your Sheetas and you have, you know, your Rubies and your Chris Dats, like the people who will show up and show out time and time again, but are never given the Britt Baker opportunities. And then it's everybody else. And that's not to say everybody else is bad or that I think they're low card or whatever, but I think AW brings someone in like Emi Sakura elevates her. And then it just assumes she's going to stay there. And then there's never Yeah. Sky blue or Willow or uh, like a Jade or a red velvet or any of these other women elevate them. And then just assume that they'll stay there forever. And it's just not the case. And I think fans don't forget about them. But I think Emi Sakura, for example, she doesn't feel like a legitimate world title challenger. Because AW hasn't told me that she is. Because all I see is Britt Baker and the Outcasts. Not that Britt Baker and the Outcasts are bad. I love them. But AW, with if you have one women's match a show or two on the rare occasion, there's so many women who are just there they're just all on the line and you can pick and plug them in against Britt Baker or Soraya or whoever as you need them so I don't know I don't know what the what the solution is I do think Athena should be on AWTV I think Athena should be wrestling for the AW women's world title I think Athena should be prime that she's not on AW yeah with how highly rated her matches are and like how excellent she is um and I before people say, I understand there's not space for everybody. I understand that AW's men's, women's tag trios, you know, divisions, they're all over stuff. There's too many people. I totally get it. But the women's division is so small. Objectively, it is a small division. And I don't think that asking for sort of um, some a hierarchy there that makes sense with story and that you can use to pull a woman up or, you know, 
cool someone down or what have you. I don't think it's a lot to ask for. I really don't. I don't think micro pushes of sky blue every so often is good booking for the women's division. I really don't. And so that's why Jamie Hayter to a lot of people felt so good because she was organically over and she wasn't stuck in that loop for so long. She was in a, she debuted in AW and then, you know, COVID and then she came back and people really rooted for her. But when they're stuck in the loop, it's hard for me to believe that Emmy Sakura going up against, I don't know why I'm so t- I'm tunneling Emmy Sakura right now, but if they announced Emmy Sakura versus Soraya for Russell Dream, I'm not going to believe that Emmy Sakura is a legitimate title contender because I know she's in the loop. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I just and like you said, it's like, you know, how do you how do you fix this problem? when you're only doing one women's match per show or a women's match and like a small segment, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I do maybe part of like Tony's Tony Storm's appeal is the promos that she does. Cause we're not really used to seeing women in AW at least um, do these extreme character promos that are excellent and makes sense. And I think CJ Perry. I was literally the, just about to say that. The, um, it was on Collision, right? Yeah. The uh, Her promo on Collision, talking about how she waited for Miro. Miro forsake her. Like, that was so good. And one, we're not used to CJ Perry slash Lana doing promos like that. So I was really thrown. I was so excited about that. And two, AW doesn't do that. And it sucks that she's not in a feud with a woman. In, in like in an actual wrestling scenario, she's going to be a manager probably for Miro, and I get it. But there are women in the AWM's division who can do stuff on that level, and that's really good and memorable. And they're just not getting the traction to do it because I think Tony Storm's a great promo. I think Soraya and Ruby can do great promos, and I think Bray- Britt. Brit. I think Brit can do a great promo. I but like it's the fact that they're so overexposed and we see them all the time that every promo blends together and Tony's character is fresh and new and I really love that for the women's division. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I think CJ Perry um and her success probably managing Miro down the line will do a lot of great for the women's division. We've just seen women get in involved with men in AW and kind of get forgotten about. I think of like Anna J. I think of, you know, Julia Hart. So I hope that doesn't happen to CJ Perry, whether she wrestles or not, or has an intention to wrestle or not. I don't know. Um, but I do think that she on her own is important for AEW, not just as Miro's side piece, but she's not his side piece. She's his wife, but you know what I mean? Um, but I do think AW has made progress in the women's division in the last month. I will say that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the very public outcry over the last few weeks really sobered some people up over there, um, hopefully. So, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, you know, see where things go, uh, especially Emmy and Soraya. Um, I think that, that that would do both of them. Good. So I'm excited for that. Um, Chris Statt is doing great work. 
Um, I'm excited for the Jade feud. Um, Jade looked great, by the way. We didn't really talk about Jade that much. Yeah. But um, you can tell that she's been putting in the work. Um, and I, I remember saying uh, when she lost the title that I hope when she comes back, like we can see improvement. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's, there's a little bit. And I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm rambling. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with me. No, it's just, I think it's a, an issue that's important to both you and I. And I think yeah. it's hard to articulate that experience uh, in this format, this like short. I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just to move on to something, the acclaimed won yeah. the EW Trios titles, and I am so thrilled. Um, they wrestled Jeff Jarrett and his goonies. <laughs> I accepted it because I was excited about the basketball element, and we didn't get a lot of basketball. But what we did get is the, the elite ripoff. The elite ripoff. Satnam <laughs> um, Singh wishes that he was as good as Nick Jackson. <laughs> That's totally will never be slick Nick. Okay, never be slick Nick. Um, but no, I the acclaimed, especially Daddy Ass coming out of his fake retirement, (laughs) fake retirement, real retirement. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm really, really excited that they're trios champions. I loved the House of Black as trios champions. I wish they had done more with the House of Black um, as trios uh, champions. But I'm excited. I think the acclaimed are so fun. And it's hard really to complain about things that have to do with the acclaimed when they are so you can tell that they just love it and they're so excited to do anything. Like you know when the music hits that Anthony Bones is gonna run out like a kid hyped on sugar and daddy ass is gonna be there just flexing <laughs> and doing daddy ass things and you're gonna get a max caster rap and it's gonna be good. And you're always promised that whenever the acclaimed are there, and I love that about them. So I am excited that they're trios champions. I hope Jeff Jarrett goes away and <laughs> back, at least at least for the acclaimed. Uh, I hope this doesn't end in some sort of don't don't junkie. Even. We won't speak it into existence, Please but don't. <laughs> move on, move on, we'll move on. But I think this was really great. And I love that they claimed their homegrown talent and they've been world tag champs and now they're world trios champs. And the world's trios championship has such a great lineage. Like it's a short title, but like the, the people have been trios champs, the elite, the house of black, they're, they're really strong. So the fact that the acclaimed is up there, I'm, it warms my heart to see. Yeah. Death triangle. Death triangle. I miss death triangle. I know. Like, Pac came back for two seconds, and then... He really did. He said, hi, bye. <laughs> yeah, what was that? We, we didn't talk about that enough. <laughs> we, need, we need answers. We need to... Someone needs to get on that and tell me where Pac is. <laughs> uh, we have an international title. John Moxley is international champion, which I love, by the way. But, Pac, listen. Call up your friend John Mox. <laughs> get get your your title match and it's all good um i don't know i think that uh, it pains me to say it i think that they're gonna do acclaimed probably dark order new, new heel dark order by the way who are like salesmen <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys watched collision but they did this weird ad they're so like they're doing the recruitment stuff again but now it's like they're heels and it's like 
it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. They're BTE stuff too. They're basically like guilting people into joining Dark Order. (laughs) They're like, you're an awful human being. You suck. (laughs) But you know what will make you not suck if you join the bad guys? Fucking gaslighting everybody. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? Like live on collision too. (laughs) I I I'm into it because I love the Dark Order. And I think Dark Order, this Dark Order versus the Acclaimed would be fun because I think the Acclaimed would react awfully. Like, not not like they'd be upset. They'd totally rip into the Dark Order and it'd be great <laughs> to see. Max Caster cutting promos on John Silver would be top <laughs> tier. It would just be excellent. There's so many jokes to be made. He's bald and short. I mean, the Napoleons, like, the jokes write themselves. <laughs> yeah. And his name is John Silver, like Long John Silver. Like it's it's right there. Um, you can't really make that many jokes about Alex Reynolds because he's good looking. He's not short. He has great hair. He has a great beard. I mean, Evil Uno. The jokes are there for Evil Uno too. <laughs> so you could totally do it. Uh, I just the, the businessmen that have become the Dark Order. I don't know. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. It's a very interesting turn of events. I don't know. Especially because it's really interesting because we were riding for the Dark Order so hard when literally nobody else was. And now we're like, mm. <laughs> like I don't literally, even know if we can defend this. <laughs> literally, people on Twitter were like, I don't think the Dark Order need to be messed up with the elite. This is garbage. And me and Haley were here like, you guys just don't get it. The Dark Order have to because the Dark Order needs to mourn Hangman to become, you know, well, a like, new Maybe thing. everybody else was right. <laughs> I don't think they were right. I think we were still right. I just think that the new Dark Order, this new direction they're going down, I don't think we've been given enough time to understand why they're doing that. Why they're suddenly, like, infomercials. I don't think we're... We need an explanation. So hopefully we get that on Dynamite. Because uh, we didn't get it on BTE. Um, I don't know, but I'm into it. I am. And I hope Collision still has trios. I hope they that the that like the acclaimed aren't just stuck on dynamite or you know, vice versa. And I also I think collision, I listen, I watched collision, I really liked it this week when I haven't liked it in the past. Uh, I haven't said that I haven't liked it in the past because I didn't want people to come at me. But now I feel comfortable in saying that I didn't like it in the past. But um I think now that other people can be on collision. I'm tiptoeing around this so hard right now. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I feel like now that, you know, there's maybe some more open movement, some like freedom of borders there. We'll get some, cause the collision felt to me like the same people every week. And so I was so bored of collision, but now I'm, ex- I'm more excited about it. I'm more optimistic. Um, and I don't think it's going to become dynamite light or dynamite. Like people were saying, I think it's definitely going to be its own thing. Perhaps are you here? I hope, I hope he is. He definitely yeah. tweeted that. Yep. And I hope he's here. Um, but I don't know. Having wrestling on Saturday that I can enjoy would be a lot of fun for me. Not that I'm... I'm not always available to watch it because Saturday is a busy day, but... It's hard to I'm, pull people in uh, on a Saturday night for two hours. Like Two hours for wrestling. Yeah. Like, weekdays are so much easier because people are probably going to be home. And it's not like with you know, college football, 
where every bar in America is playing college football and you can go out and still watch it. Like not, I mean, I'm sure there's bars that play wrestling. I probably somewhere, maybe you guys know of one, but no one is going, Oh, I'm going to go watch collision with the boys at the bar. (laughs) Like no one is doing that. (laughs) They're just not. So I, I don't know. Saturday wrestling. It's an interesting experiment. I don't know if you move collision off Saturday where it goes, not saying collision is being moved, but I don't know, but I'm, I'm into collision. I watched this week. It was good. It was Lucha central, which I, if you know me, you know, I love Lucha and it was, I mean, last week, the young bucks were there and I don't know. It was so fun. It was so good. And Aussie open was there. (laughs) If you put Aussie open anywhere, Haley will be there. Listen, I feel like my love of Aussie open I don't know. Kylie saw it live in person, and I feel like it was a completely different experience than, like, how I come across on Tag Talk. I don't know. Listen, Haley got to see my absolute hatred for Jeff Jarrett live and in person, and I got to see your unhinged love of Aussie Open. It's not unhinged. I wouldn't it was pretty unhinged. You were dancing to the song, Haley. So, I was, yeah, because the Aussie Open theme song is good. And it should be danced to, just like listen, Brian Danielson's theme. Listen, me and Haley, we were dancing, we were screaming, and when Kenny Omega was out there, apparently we like blacked out and lost ourselves because um, our friend is sitting next to us, and these strangers turn to our friend and go, "Hey, they like Kenny Omega a lot, don't they?" And I was so publicly embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, but Jeff Jarrett. I saw that man live and in person. Every time it gets worse. As soon as the theme song hit, I turned and I just looked at Kylie like that. <laughs> I Listen, the way people popped for Jeff Jarrett, I'll never forgive them. <laughs> that entire crowd banned. I will ban all of them from Tag Talk, from my life, from everything. I did. We did miss the super chat from Kate. Oh my God, sorry, Kate. <laughs> Uh, Kate says, uh, Sheppy Zach versus Dragon Bollocks. God bless. Listen. The vegan kings. Vegan kings. This is for us. This is for us. Specifically us three. (laughs) Not all of you. Us three. The plant-based babes. The plant-based babes who love technical wrestling. That's us. Um, I love that they announced that the same day I told Haley that I wasn't going to be able to go to Seattle. (laughs) Literally, I was like, I, I don't even know what I sent. But she was like, yeah, I can't go, actually. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to go by myself. So, <laughs> and then they announced Listen. that. And I was like, Kylie, you better not change your mind. <laughs> Imagine I suddenly changed my mind and I go without you. <laughs> uh, Listen, I was so, we were really going to do it, too. And then I was like, oh, it would be kind of expensive. But, you know, it's a life experience. And I don't know. I went back and forth with it. But. ZSJ and Danielson. Especially Danielson being like, the moment my daughter is seven years old, I'm gone. What are you doing? <laughs> like, how could you do that? Now I'm going to spend the rest of this time just mourning Brian Danielson. He's still here. And everybody's, just, mourning. everybody's just going <clears> to <throat> resent Birdie. <laughs> A child? Birdie's back. Like, Brian. <laughs> she couldn't have said 17. <laughs> like... Why'd you pick seven, Bertie? <laughs> it's so soon. 
Um, he's not allowed to retire. Um, I will personally make sure Brian Danielson does not retire. Don't worry. You know, he should just, you know, pull Birdie out of school and she can travel with him. That's the solution. But, like, what happens when um, Buddy is like, no, but actually, like, you need to be wrestling. <laughs> like, yeah, what then, Brian? Fighting with the children? What are you doing? <laughs> Does it? Is this a democracy? Do we put it up to vote? Because I want a vote. Are we going to get Brie back in wrestling instead? Because I don't think. Listen. Brian for Brie? <laughs> we just no. do a little swap, a little swap a Rooney. Tony Khan, if you're listening, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that because I know the Brie haters will come out of the works, and I don't want to. Um, but I don't know. Brian Danielson saying that he's going to retire. I'm not into that, Brian Danielson. Just so you know, I am very upset about that. Why can't you listen? No one said you have to wrestle every week or travel every week. Like Birdie can give up one week in a month. <laughs> like we can have a custody. Birdie agreement. can give up. <laughs> we can have a custody agreement. Listen, I'm just saying. But back to our discussion about collision. I, I'm really. I don't know. AW isn't in such a good place, and I know that people are still mourning CM Punk, um, and everything that goes with it. We are tiptoeing around this so hard because I do not want to entertain haters. Um, But it does feel like they're doing their best to make amends on issues that people have been talking about for a long time. And also to give just good wrestling, great wrestling uh, in CM Punk's absence to really make up for it. Like, I don't think Tony Khan fired CM Punk out of spite because he hated him. I don't think it happened. Um, And I do, for all his flaws... And I will never, ever worship at the altar of a billionaire. But I do think Tony Khan does care that fans like the product. So that is my conclusion on CM Punk. Let's not talk about CM Punk anymore. Uh, I totally forgot where we left off. And now we're just here. (laughs) I mean, while we were also gone, uh, Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got got Finn and um, Damien as the tag champs, which... I feel like a lot of people are a little ticked off about, but, like, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not either. I feel like the Judgment Day, especially if you're going to sideline the bloodline, like, you need a strong stable and a story, and I feel like that's the Judgment Day. And honestly, it's long overdue, in my opinion. I thought it was interesting that in the Vince McMahon era, people were like, Vince hates factions. We never get any factions or tag teams. Um, When Triple H took over... People were asking for factions, begging for factions, and now they're mad that there's <laughs> too many factions. And but there's not too many factions in WWE. I think like they're really, I mean, like good factions in WWE that you believe in uh, that are actually like bonded together in that way. Um, I do think that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn kind of got the short end of the stick because, like WrestleMania. I think Sami Zayn kind of got the consolation prize. Like, he wasn't in the Cody thing, Cody Roman thing. And he maybe should have been. And they kind of were just like, here's your reunion with KO. Now go off and do your thing. Uh, Typical WWE tag team style stuff. Uh, And now they lost the titles. Mm -hmm. And I totally get that criticism of 
especially the Sami Zayn story, but KO and Sami, I totally get it. Uh, but the Judgment Day, I feel they, I feel like they really deserve everything they've gotten. Um, I, the Bloodline story, I'm already over it, so I really have nothing to say about that. It's just kind of there for me. It's the same thing with Cody, just kind of there for me. But I really am into the Judgment Day, and I really into like all the other. I don't want to say like mid card factions, but like the up and comer factions. Um, this is this is a fair criticism. Kate said we just had a stable with all the gold, though I don't need that again. That's totally fair, and I totally hear that, and I totally get it. Um, I I think that's a I think it's a valid critique, but I also think that is I don't know. I feel like the Judgment Day is an exception. Every, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like, like the bloodline didn't have I feel like they really have been, <laughs> even while the bloodline is at like the top, I feel like the judgment day have been sort of supporting a lot of that weight of that big story and some of the other issues in WWE. Um so I feel like they deserve that nod of getting titles and all that stuff. Uh but I I the bloodline story. It does not exist in my world. When I think WWE, I do, I think of Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I think of Valor. Yeah. And that's it. Bianca? I, I don't even think of Bianca at this stage. Like, Triple H's booking has been, like... I do not want to critique Triple H because I do not want to open that door because I have so many thoughts about Triple H. Um, but I do think the Judgment Day is super, super valuable. I don't even NXT does not exist on my radar anymore either, guys. I'm gonna be honest. Listen, if as long if we're being honest here and it's just between me and you guys, I, I don't even think about it. I don't <clears throat> we're being I, honest. I am a little worried. a little worried. Um because I like we don't really talk about NXT that much, but I do keep up with the product. Um but listen, if we're being real, I love Tiffany as champ, and I'm a little worried that they're gonna put the title on Becky. And I don't, I don't think I want that. Listen, everything they do in NXT is inconsequential to me because I know that <laughs> Triple H can pull any of them up and reinvent them, and it'll be fine. Hopefully, theoretically, I should say. Uh, I do think that there are. I think it's clear the people in NXT who are going to be successful on the main roster. It's the people who fit like the Triple H mold, who have a little bit of charisma that Triple H can capitalize on, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, you know, Dominic really benefited from Triple H. Um, I do think Dominic's start in WWE was really, really rough. But I think Judgment Day, everything, it's really helped him. Um and I think it's clear, and I won't say who, but there are some people in NXT who will probably not be successful at that level. I will not name names. We, we can move on from that. Um, but I do think watching NXT is not important for understanding the main roster. More so probably than ever before. Because at least in black and gold NXT, you could watch NXT and form bonds with those wrestlers and you will always remember that when they're getting trashed on the main roster but now they'll just be reintroduced to me and life will be fine like i don't think it's important 
Kate, I'm not naming names. No matter how many times you say it in the chat, I'm not naming names. Um, I'll just end the stream, uh, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Going back sort of to Judgment Day and Sammy and KO, I do think that Sammy got the short end of the stick. And I will forever stand by the fact that Sammy Zayn should have been part of the world title picture WrestleMania. And I will forever stand by the fact that Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. And no matter how many times people tell me the opposite, I do not agree. But I, it's a little, it softens the blow a little bit knowing that Judgment Day got their due, I think, for me. Kate, thought. <laughs> I'm just, I'm ignoring her. <laughs> Move on from NXT. Move on from NXT. People are naming names in the chat. <laughs> I'm about to time all of you out. <laughs> just ban Kate from the from yeah. over, but <laughs> yeah, she would just unban her. She could still come in here. <laughs> Listen, I I don't even want to talk about any of those people that you said in the chat. Um, but no, WWE, the product is good. They're doing good things. I just don't buy into the notion that the tag titles mean much of anything. So when the Judgment Day has all the gold, to me, it's kind of irrelevant because... And also, Uso versus Uso. (laughs) Why are we entertaining that idea? I saw so many people on Twitter talking about it, and I'm like, stop. You're going to speak it into existence. Listen, Jimmy is a singles... I don't know. (laughs) Jay? Leave it at that. Yeah. Jimmy... <laughs> and Uso versus Uso, I feel like there's no benefit there. Like, there's, it's not going to improve them as a unit at all. It's not going to improve the bloodline, the Usos, or either of the Usos. So, I don't know why we would do that. And also, there's a lot of things I don't know about the bloodline that I wish I knew, um, but we've been given no answers. So, uh, yeah, Uso versus Uso is a no from me. Haley, I think it's a no for look at your face. I think it's a no for you too. Yeah. I think the Usos. I just feel bad for them because I do feel like Jimmy. Jimmy and like the entity that is the Usos kind of got lost to Jay Uso as is his own singular entity in the bloodline story. And I feel like the Usos as an, as a tag team have been playing catch up to this. For what how it's for whatever reason this like feud between Jay and Roman and that kind of story and everything. So I don't know. I don't know where you go as a tag team. They've won everything in WWE. And yeah. Goldman says the new theme music. It's good. It is a good theme. I do have to say. I yeah, but I mean if at WWE's like production level, I almost expect everything to be good and when it's bad, I it's awful. It's an awful experience. Um, it's true. Jimmy Uso, though, I I am trying so hard not to be controversial this episode. I'm trying so hard to be optimistic, guys. You can see it. But we I missed, know, we I, missed what, two weeks? We're back? And I don't want this to be like, hi, guys, welcome back. Anyway, everything sucks. Um, but I do think that this Uso's thing sucks. I'm not interested in it at all. Uh, and that's that. 
I'm like so smooth brained. I feel like I'm like, yeah, like I, I would hate that. Like, I don't want to see it at all. And then I'm going to watch the national and be like, hmm, okay. What makes you smooth brained? No <laughs> riches or lumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much great tag team wrestling elsewhere in AW, in Impact, in New Japan. I just, I'm not watching WWE for tag teams. I'm not watching WWE for the Usos. Uh, I'm watching WWE for Roman and for Cody and like these single stars because that's what WWE is. It's like a promotion of single stars and it always has been. And that's just the truth of the situation. Um, But I do think AEW is getting back to its, we're an alternative to WWE roots as opposed to trying to toe the middle ground between WWE and like, I guess indies fans, like casuals and like hardcores, uh, I feel like now they're firmly back where they need to be. And so that means we're going to get good tag team wrestling. Don't know who's going to be doing it. Hopefully not the guns. We need what? We need East West Express and we need violences forever. And that's, that's what I need. That's, that's like your Christmas wish list. Like you're like, Dear Tony Khan, instead of Dear Santa, right? <laughs> and then you write out your wish list. That's all I want. Listen, add Camille to that list. Yes. Yes. There's, listen, maybe, you know what? We should make that a thing. This December, we will write our letters to Tony Claus. Tony. <laughs> and we will get what get what we are owed. We stuck it out when AW was in the pits, okay? Haley and I were here hyping them up every week. We were hyping them up every week, okay? Listen, we found something to say. So we deserve. We and deserve it was help. mostly about the elite. <laughs> but you know what? We made it work. We had a two-hour episode where we talked about the elite and then talked to Kate about suitcases. <laughs> we did it. That was like a fever dream. <laughs> that re- I For a second, when we were talking to Kate, I forgot we were live. <laughs> like that's just how th- but listen Tony Claus my wish list I will have it ready for you in December you better be ready I'm gonna do it I will I will do a reading of it listen live on tag talk live on tag talk <laughs> I love that uh, <laughs> Haley did you want to give your closing thoughts and your plugs before we viral <laughs> oh, oh my final thoughts man I don't know I, I I always like we go throughout the episode and I'm like I need to have final thoughts this week and I just I never do like by the end of the episode my brain is so empty um I don't know I guess I don't have any final thoughts <laughs> but you guys can follow me on twitter at Haleyann underscore um I also wrote a book it's called eating the indies you can purchase it on amazon um and kindle or hardback makes a great gift the wrestler's Love to sign it. Um, I also have a Substack. Uh, it's called The Wrestling Muse. That's that's definitely yes. what it's called. I have, I have not written on that in a while. Um, getting back to that though. Um, so yeah, you can subscribe subscribe to that. It's free. Um, and yeah, I'm. I also do writing with Nerds and Beyond. I'm taking on more wrestling content over there. Um, so yeah. But I do nerdy stuff over there too if you're interested in that. So you can check that out. 
Nerdy stuff. Nerdy stuff. Nerdy stuff. That literally can mean anything. <laughs> and it does. Listen, after the debacle with Matt Jackson on Tumblr today, I... And that's what I'm saying. Like, my brain is empty. <laughs> I am suddenly rethinking every interaction I've ever had with anybody. Okay. I'm like... Especially him. <laughs> Especially him. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter, at Wrestling. I post everything I'm doing there. Uh, if I'm on a show, if I did something cool, whatever, it'll be on my Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. This is Tag Talk. It is live every Monday at three on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, we talk tag team wrestling. This was kind of like an all over the place episode because we missed last week because we were traveling back from Allow. And for some reason, my flight got moved from like the morning to the afternoon. It was a whole debacle. But normally, Monday at three. Otherwise, we will post on Twitter. So make sure to follow us on Twitter for that. And this is Fightful Overbooked. There is a, a variety of shows on here um, from In the Weeds to Coexisting to Tag Talk. So many good shows. So make sure you go and check those out in Fightful Overbooked and subscribe because the channel is growing and you want to be part of it. And also Fightful Overbooked is just the best channel in wrestling. And I will forever stand by that. Ma- mainly because me and Haley are here, but also there's some okay people here too. Like Jeremy and Joel, they're okay. Um, so make sure you go check out what they're doing. Anyway... Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, We'll see you next week, Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Fightful Overbooked. Be here. We'll see you.